Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jedekin. And we're here with two very special guests today. Allison Siegel. Yes. Sorry, I called you Allison. <laughs> no, I like it. It's very professional. And Melissa Stetton. Hi. Rachel has her professional podcaster hat on. She's you do like sound like a newscaster. Allison. I like it. Really? With I'm Allison just saying with the Allison. Like Allison Siegel. Allison well, it's Siegel. about to get really unprofessional in about 20 minutes. So Absolutely. Yeah. enjoy it I while mean, you can. I, I think sooner. Okay. Because I'm about to fuck up in like a second. Uh, anyways, so yeah, we're here with Allie and Melissa. They host a um, web a podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a already web, fucked a up. Uh, they do something and they're here. <laughs> uh, called Web Crawlers. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about the show? It's yeah, just like. Yeah, it's we started a couple months ago. It's on the Erios Network. And we do a deep dive into strange things we find on the internet mysteries, unsolved mysteries, disappearances, paranormal stuff conspiracies, kind of everything that intrigues us. Love it. Yeah. So basically what we decided to do, we've been wanting to do an episode together for a while. And uh, the Jeffrey Epstein story was just (laughs) kind of like the perfect (laughs) combo because it's like us, we're going to tell the facts of the story, like the Hollywood crime scene style. And then the second episode, part two, will be you guys kind of delving into conspiracy and rumors. With with this case, there are a fucking lot, right? Like, so I see many. you so compiling your many. list. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you'll listen to part one and us, and then you'll go over to the web crawlers feed for part two, and we're going to drop them the same day, so you can just kind of listen to them back to back. So yeah, I had written banter. I wrote that. Witty banter. Did you write that in your notes? I did. I went banter, question mark. It's like, <laughs> like question, depends on how we're hitting it off. Yeah. How, how, how are things? It's a little check-in with myself, how things are going. Um, anyway, so let's get started on this piece of shit story. Jeffrey Epstein was born in 1953 in Brooklyn to Pauline and Seymour Epstein, and he had one younger brother named Mark. He pretty much has like a really classic middle-class Long Island uh, family. He went to public school. Um, He was pretty bright. He skipped two grades. He um, also was a talented musician learning to play piano at the age of five. I kind of searched high and low for more information on his early years and really didn't find hardly anything. Did you see anything? I found one, I found one article on the forward, which is like a Jewish, (laughs) like, (laughs) like online news magazine or something. And they had like a few quotes from people from his childhood um, one basically described his mom as like a wonderful mother and homemaker, despite the fact that she had a full-time job. Defi- I thought you were going to say despite the fact that she raised a piece <laughs> yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, hey, don't judge her mothering skills. Other than her son being a pedo, she yeah. seemed like a good she mom. She was a good mom. Um, and then the other people were just like, oh, you know, he's not the, the somber looking guy you see today. He was like a friendly guy and we called him Epi. That was his. Eppie. Yeah, that was his nickname. So I don't know. Like I don't think it's like come. a pen. Yeah, because yeah. he's sure to shock your system. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, post high school, he kind of skips around for a few years and goes to like a few different colleges, but never really gets a degree. Regardless of that fact, he gets his first job teaching physics and calculus at a really fancy kind of 
you know, private school called Dalton School, where Donald Barr, who is the father of the U.S. Attorney General Bob Barr, was the headmaster. Um, and that's about June 1974. He gets this job. Now, there's some speculation. And I think we'll get in, in, into it maybe a little bit in the conspiracy, like that Barr's father hired this guy and like yeah. what connection Allie that has. Allie knows all about this. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. So we'll get that to, into part two. But, um, you know, Obviously, <laughs> that's like a weird thing. So he is a teacher here, and it's while he's teaching here that he starts tutoring the um, Bear Stearns chairman, Ace Greenberg's son. And then in this thing I read, it said he was also friendly with his daughter. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and was friendly was yeah. in quotes. I was like, okay. <laughs> I have no idea, but you, I think it's probably innocent. Uh, anyways, Greenberg <laughs> is impressed with Epstein's like intelligence and his drive to like you know make a lot of money, and he offers him a job at Bear Stearns in 1976, and Epstein basically takes it right away. Now, one of the things that's always kind of fascinated me about this case, ever since I started hearing about him, I'm always kind of like, how the fuck did this guy get rich? Like, right. <laughs> do you yes. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how did he get so much money? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the basics of what's sort of known, even though I'm sure there's lots of like speculation about oh, this. Oh, sure. <laughs> so he's always described as a financier, which I never know what the fuck that is. That is like, like so vague. <laughs> so yeah, hedge fund stocks. Yeah. Right. Like, like, don't no, know what, what it means. means. No, me either. Anyways, I'm really dumb. So I hear that. I'm just like, oh, I guess it's like with money. Like, <laughs> just like I have yeah, no I idea. Financier. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he works at Bear Stearns basically in the late 70s up until the early 80s. It's then that he founds his own firm, uh, J. Epstein and Company, in 1982. And he basically advertises his services to like, you know, manage the assets of people who are worth $1 billion or more. Like, that's all he takes. Like, you have to have Crazy. at least $1 billion to work yeah, with his firm. Hedge fund. So, you know, he does that. Obviously, he makes a shitload of money. In 1992, he ends up purchasing the largest private residence in Manhattan. And this is about the same time where he also kind of gets into the island-owning business. He has set up like a tax shelter running his business out of um, St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands. And it's there that he buys his own little island called Little St. James, a.k.a. Pedophile Island. It's not on the official court documents at all. So... Now, with his money, Epstein also becomes a huge philanthropist, including donating $30 million to Harvard University at some point. And this really got him in with that Harvard crowd, um, including one of their more high-profile professors, uh, high-profile professors, Alan fucking Dershowitz. So... They mm-hmm. all love this guy and his money, obviously. Um, and over and over again, like when you're reading about this sort of work he does with philanthropy or whatever you want to call it, they're all describing him as brilliant. Even Alan Dershowitz like quotes like, oh, he's a brilliant, like mysterious, like this mysterious, yeah. brilliant yep. fucking philanthropist. Um, but most of this obviously has to just <laughs> do with the fact that he's giving them all a shitload of money. Um, he really kind of seems like he's calculating these efforts to become um, an elite figure and moving in these circles. Like everything seems kind of like set up to that. Um, someone who was close to him at the time uh, is quoted in this New York Times, I'm sorry, New York Magazine article I read. And he said, he is this mysterious Gatsby-esque figure. He likes people to think that he is very rich and he cultivates this air of aloofness. The whole thing is weird. I mean, yeah, understatement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who are just super, like, people just find super rich people interesting and always have, uh, like, on, like, on the basis of nothing else other than they're just, like, super rich. Right. Because you just are like, oh, they must have done something great. 
to right. get money. They must be smart. Yeah. Something interesting. Like something the Kardashians. About yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Trump even. Like yeah, everyone's right? like, oh, he must be a genius. It's like, well, you can also get a lot of money from and your parents. Loan, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on. Um, so another guy named Michael Stroll who um, sued him in the early 2000s told the same New York magazine in 2007, everybody who is his friend thinks he's so damn brilliant because he's so damn wealthy. I never saw any brilliance. I never saw him work. Anybody I know that is wealthy works 26 hours a day. This guy plays 26 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Yeah. Like, right. That's why I think it's kind of confusing to, as, as to how he got rich. Because it's like, well, hasn't he only ever had one client? Yeah, that guy who owns like the limited. Wes, yeah, Wexler. Wexler's the only client he's ever. Bed Bath. Yeah. yeah. And, and did you see the thing where that someone speculates that he sold that mansion to him for a dollar? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was gifted to him. Or yeah, it was like some weird deal. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. good. Uh, so, in addition to money, at this point, Epstein really seems like he's kind of collecting powerful and influential friends. And one of the things he does for these famous friends is fly them around in his private jet, aka the Lolita Express. <sighs> so, one of his big, like, like one of the big publicity things that took place on this this jet was in the early 2000s. He flew President Clinton, uh, Kevin Spacey, and comedian Chris Tucker to Africa to tour like an AIDS prevention and treatment. I mean, what a group, right? Right. I mean, not not to besmirch Chris Tucker. No disrespect to Chris Tucker. He's definitely yeah. the odd man out. Not yeah. creep, I say. <laughs> but yeah. He gets a pass. Uh, so, and Clinton, obviously, uh, I think in 2015, Gawker releases some of these flight logs, and it shows that Clinton has taken multiple flights on this uh, private jet. Right. So Epstein uh, once described this sort of thing that he does with these rich people as saying, I invest in people, be it politics or science, it's what I do. And he does donate um, millions to scientific research studies as well. Now, one of his other famous pals at this time is Donald Trump, who described um, Epstein in a New York Magazine article in 22. 2002, sorry, as someone who enjoys his social life. <laughs> now, all of these connections were being made despite the fact that there was a lot of weird rumors surrounding Epstein even at that time. In addition to that, there's things that he was openly saying, like at dinner parties, that were also very creepy. Like we talked about this on one of our bonus shows or like uh, minisodes last week, I think, where he um, was talking openly about wanting to use his New Mexico ranch as a um, a base to impregnate women and kind of seed oh, the. Oh, so gross! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, spread his seed. Like he literally used the term seed, he was which talking is the most to geneticists. awful. And and he was talking to people openly about this. Like, right. It's such a creepy fucking thing to do. Ew. So, like, he's making all these connections in this sort of environment, which is really weird to me. It just shows how much people ignore when they want your money or, like, your Mm -hmm. access to status. So, obviously, the biggest thing about Epstein that's really fucked up is that he's a sexual predator. Like, the obviously, like, indicts anyone who's involved with him, I think, a lot throughout these years. Like, how much were they ignoring? How much did they know? Like, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And... The weird thing is, like, this young girl thing or young women, however you want to describe it, uh, people knew about it. Like I said, there's, like, these quotes I'm going to get into now. So it's like maybe people didn't know that it was underage girls, but it was known that it was Mm -hmm. young women. So uh, 
One of the friends who openly joked about his interest in young women was, of course, Donald Trump. He says, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's, He's a on a Jeff of- name basis. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's calling him Jeff. Not, but not J-Dog. Epi. Not Epi. Yeah. Not Epi. <laughs> so he's a lot of fun to be with. And it, it's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. Like, that is such a Trump oh, quote. So it's gross. disgusting. Right. Now, um, Trump and Epstein were both on the New York social, you know, scene during this like period in the '90s. And I found this really stupid story that I have to share. Um, it's about a prominent 1990s uh, Sports Illustrated model who, at some point, dated Epstein and then met Donald Trump. And he found out that she was an ex's uh, ex of Jeffrey Epstein's. And he J- Trump was like badgering Epstein to get her number, which is like so gross. And then this this model, I don't know who she is. I guess we could try to figure it out. Uh, she said, Jeffrey said he wouldn't give it to him, and he had to get it from me. Trump called Jeffrey trying to get it again after he lost her number, saying that she gave it to me. You know, she gave it to me. You can give it to me again, but Jeffrey wouldn't give my number. She laughs. Donald was such a joke to all of the models back then. We all knew, oh my God. We all knew he was bankrupt and had no game. <laughs> I remember Jeffrey once saying he was going to be late to pick me up because he had to drop off food for Donald. He was at home (laughs) crying under the covers. What? (laughs) Crying under the covers. You know what? I'm not going to fact check this story because it's amazing and I fucking believe it. (laughs) Holy shit. I love that story. He does have no game. Come on. So uh, in a 2007 New York Magazine article, Vanity Fair columnist Michael Wolff described flying on Epstein's plane in the 90s, saying Epstein was, quote, followed onto the plane by, how shall I say this, three teenage girls, not his daughters, who were all about 18, 19, 20, and all model-like. He has never been around, uh, secretive about the girls. At one point when he, his troubles began, he was talking to me and he said, what can I say? I like young girls. I said, maybe you should say, I like young women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gross. But that's like kind of fucked up at the same time, like correcting him. Like, yeah. Didn't that give him pause at all? Right. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. So... Uh, this is what was sort of out in the open and it's always, it's already fucking gross to me. Like just the idea of this guy fucking even barely legal type people are type women. Uh, but obviously it gets much worse than that. So shit finally comes crashing down on Epstein in 2005. And this story is really fucked up. So if you're sensitive, you might want to skip ahead of it. Cause I'm going to get into grow some up, details. Pussy. I mean, look, it, it, it is, you are listening to a Jeffrey Epstein episode. Yeah. So Trigger warnings are complicit in the title, Jeffrey Epstein, but but that's just me. So so right here, I'm going to kind of, a lot of this stuff is from this period, but it actually came out in the 2018 article by Julie K. Brown of the Miami Herald. uh, And she really never gave up on this case, and she's widely credited with kind of bringing it back. Uh, I'll get into it more uh, later. Um, but I just wanted to give her a shout out because she fucking rules. And uh, yeah. So in 20, uh, 2005, a distraught woman calls the Palm Beach police. She doesn't give her name initially. And she says that she believes her 14-year-old daughter or stepdaughter, sorry, had been sexually abused by a wealthy man. Now, at, the, at this time, the girl lives in what's called an involuntary admitted juvenile educa- educational facility, which is basically like like what is it called juvie yeah it's like juvie so it's like where these kind of girls with behavior problems are all living yeah a group Um, home a group home yeah and i'm not quite sure why she's there but it doesn't really matter anyway so what happens is 
she shows up into juvie one day with $300 in her purse and it becomes the talk of the school. Like all the girls are like, where'd you get that fucking money? Uh Uh, Things kind of start hitting the fan. Like one girl calls the girl a whore. Another friend punches like a hole in the wall. I don't know why. (laughs) So so things start getting down at the juvie when this girl shows up with $300 in cash. Anyways, um, the stepmother gets a call from a mother of another girl telling her all of this information. Cut to this teen being interviewed by a policewoman with a therapist there present, and then she starts telling her whole fucking story. So basically, she starts crying. Uh, she even starts to like kind of dig her fingers into her thighs, like injuring herself as she as she starts to tell this story that's clearly traumatizing to to her. Um, she talks about going to a mansion on the Atlantic Intercoastal Waterway. Um, she climbs up this like spiral staircase to a master bedroom where a woman who's like about 25 years old with blonde hair and is um, not very friendly shows her like sheets and lotions near a massage table. And then she leaves the girl alone and Jeffrey Epstein walks in naked, but just wearing a towel. He orders the girl to take off her clothes and then she begins to massage his chest while he masturbates. At some point, he also applies a vibrator to her crotch. Um, she then identifies him in a photo lineup and police really begin investigating Epstein uh, and quickly like are overwhelmed with the fact that it's like numerous high school girls coming forward at this point that have been recruited to visit Epstein's home. Now, this 14-year-old girl was recruited by an 18-year-old girl named Haley Robson who was um, initially massaging Epstein, but she didn't want to do it anymore. And she agreed to get him more young girls for a payment of $200 each for each one she brought in from Epstein. This is like a really gross pedophile pyramid scheme. Yeah. That's what the detective yeah. calls it later on. Pedophile Ponzi. It's like yeah. a pedophile. It's a pedophile yeah. Ponzi. It's a pedonzi. Yeah. Pedonzi. And this girl, Haley, describes herself. She's like, I was like the Heidi Fleiss. And I'm just, I'm just oh, kind of cool. like, girl, yeah. <laughs> this is nothing to brag about. But they're all girls in like foster homes and like transitional housing right, yes. and like yes yeah. he's yeah. getting people who have trouble and, yeah. they're troubled girls for sure so the more police investigate the more they find and the story is always the same pretty young girls approaching other pretty young girls offering them money to massage a wealthy man while he's naked or while they're naked um Haley claims that he said the younger the better but to her that meant 18 to 20 and she always told the girls to tell Epstein they were 18 which sounds like a lie <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of the age thing going on in this story where people were like well she said this or you know right. that kind of stuff it's like come on so she also said that they always had the right to say no, um, but the more you do, the more you're going to get paid. Uh, <laughs> some of the girls uh, said that they went to him up to 50 to 100 times. Um, some of them said that they eventually did have sex with him, as well as with a woman named Nada Marcinkova, who was a 19-year-old um, woman that Epstein described as his sex slave. He said that he had purchased Wait, her. Wait, who did he describe... That this, too. I guess the girls that he was bringing in. He'd be in, like, hey, meet my sex, my sex slave. slave. Yeah. And she was like a 19-year-old woman that he claimed to have bought from at Russia. Some point. Oh, Nadia uh, I think it was for, Yeah, I think it was formerly uh, like Yugoslavia, like when it was Yugoslavia. She was a pilot and a flight yeah, instructor. She was, his pilot. She that one. She was yeah. the pilot of the Lolita Express. Yes. And she, oh, she has one of the pilots. too, right? Doesn't she like, they call her something? With I think I have yeah. it. Picture. She's hot. She's 33. She's my type. 
Yes. <laughs> she looks like you. She, when I was okay. looking up, ah! you're your own type. Yes. Look, it happens. This is, like last, this is like on last week's show when I said the girl, the meth head who stuck the meth up her pussy was my type. Oh, right. Maybe I'm just Everyone's attracted yeah, to them. that yeah. episode? <laughs> it wasn't a famous person. No. <laughs> um, so obviously the girls are being brought in for interviews and they're not telling the story that this girl's like hey we're all getting paid and like they're all fucking distraught and disgusted by him and really frightened about what he's going to do to them um one girl stated that she was really uncomfortable during the incidents but she knew it was almost over another girl claims that he got furious with her because she uh was looking at the clock and it ruined his massage um so it's like yeah Uh, I have some news for him if I was doing this. <laughs> yeah. It would be real ruined. Uh, so, um, and then this is where we f- we first get these descriptions of his egg-shaped penis, too, by the oh, way. Stop it. I haven't heard about this. Oh, oh my God. God. No. How have I avoided yeah, hearing well, about this? Look. I've spent the last week of my life reading about him. I've yeah, never heard of an egg-shaped <laughs> penis. I have to say, I need to see it. Like, I need to know. Like, I would love to know what that means. Yeah, is that like, in the corners? I don't care if it's right. his, uh, but uh, I want Topsy fix. Seriously, that's, like, crazy. <laughs> it's like, traumatizing. It's when really I learned traumatizing. about it, I was traumatized. It's awful. Yeah, get yeah. into it. It's Let's, really awful. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing really to get into, but they basically were like, they didn't want that in them, which is honestly so relatable to Yeah, I was like, yes, that's where I would be like, oh, gross. Um, So other, you know, they're just basically describing all these uncomfortable encounters. Um, There was one woman who, or a a 17-year-old girl. Sorry to interrupt, there's a YouTube video that says, watch Jeffrey Epstein get asked if he has an (laughs) egg-shaped penis. I've I've seen seen. that video. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. Get up on the egg-shaped penis, Allie. (laughs) (laughs) It's Epstein 101. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, yeah. I mean, the egg-shaped penis is funny, but obviously these girls are traumatized. He's, like, fucking mean to them. Like, he's really brutally mean to this one who wants to be a model. He mocks her modeling portfolio. I mean, it just goes, like, up and down, just cruelty, like, at every level. Um, Like, there's a girl who needed money for Christmas and, like, he upsets her. It's just like... I mean, this is like the classic wealthy person taking advantage of a disenfranchised Yes. Right. And these girls actually need help. Right. Like, they need money and they're desperate for money or for whatever reason. It's it's really sickening on, like, several levels. So, as a piece of shit of the highest order, Epstein, obviously, when he is faced with these charges, he mounts an aggressive slut-shaming campaign and investigation led by his friend and fellow piece of shit, Alan Dershowitz. They basically create a dossier compiling info about the girls from their MySpace profiles. Can what? you fucking oh imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, how old were these girls at the time? That they're he was 14. Yeah, I think they're 15, like 8th and ninth like, grade. Yeah, they're, they're young. If someone... <clears throat> someone if someone compiled like what was on my MySpace profile, my life would be fucking ruined. Can you imagine? I mean, it's awful. And obviously they're getting things of them drinking alcohol, doing drugs. And then they also say lewd comments. Like my life, I would be finished. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Like, yeah, dude, nobody had like a mature MySpace page. Nobody. No No one. There's no, there's no point to it otherwise. (laughs) Um, So private investigators are also hired by Epstein to basically harass the family of this 14-year-old girl who does the initial complaint um, right before she's um, supposed to appear before the grand jury in spring of 2006. The police said that one girl had called another to say, those who help Epstein will be um, compensated and those who hurt him will be dealt with. So they're getting like really threatening messages. Wow. 
Now, I mean, obviously we all know like a really infuriating like aspect of these type of cases is that the victims are not only slut shamed, but they're also just not believed. And like, it's very easy to take them down as a witness. Um, and that's basically what kind of happens. The Palm Beach uh, state's attorney found them to be like weak witnesses because of all of these tactics used by the defense. Now, the police were determined, though, to get felony charges pressed against Epstein, um, as well as pressing charges against Haley Robeson and Sarah Kellen, a.k.a. Victors, who is now married to NASCAR driver Brian Victors, who was kind of his social secretary at the time. Um, they... Uh, then they hear, hear that the state's attorney wants to prepare a deal for Epstein, giving him five years probation and send him for, in for a psychiatric evaluation. Um, the police chief at the time, Michael Ryder, accuses the state's attorney of bending over backwards for a rich man, and he turns the matter over to the FBI. Now, at this time, like you'd think that Epstein would just be laying low, but he's actually like giving some interviews and talking about the allegations against him, and he's fucking gross. In one communication with um, Palm Beach Police in 2005, his attorney says, Mr. Epstein is very passionate about massages. The massages are therapeutic <laughs> oh, oh my God. and spiritually sound for him. That is why he has had so many massages. You know what? A lot of people <laughs> like massages. Yeah. Seriously. And he even, if you're that rich, get a fucking full-time masseuse. Yeah, you right. not hard. Born. Right. Uh, he even has donated 100000 dollars to the ballet florida um, ballet florida purely to so the dancers could also enjoy massages oh uh, really so sure. it's really just he's a massage enthusiast also all these girls were not trained in massage exactly also. exactly <laughs> they were high school girls and getting a massage right um According to Joseph Reckery, who was the lead Palm Beach detective on the case Epstein was like basically like Rachel said operating a sexual pyramid scheme um, he identified about 80 women who said they were molested or otherwise abused by Epstein. And some some say that the account is probably even higher. So eventually the FBI prepares a 53-page sex crimes indictment for Epstein in 2007 that could have sent him to prison for life, according to the Miami Herald article um, by uh, Julie Brown. Instead, he cuts a deal with Alexander Acosta, who was then the U.S. attorney in Miami, which allows him to serve just 13 months, not in federal or state prison, but in a private wing of the Palm Beach County Jail, which I'm guessing is a pretty nice jail. So <laughs> like, crazy. And very yeah. unused. Um, he was also granted work release so he could go to a comfortable office for 12 hours a day. That is six such days a week. jail, by the way. Yeah. No. And have visitors. And also, yeah. like, t- who works 12 hours a day? Yeah, sorry. right. Like, um, and six days a week. So, so despite the fact that he's, like, in jail, he's literally home most of the time working on what, who knows. Um, Epstein's deal was called a non-prosecution agreement. It also granted immunity to any potential co-conspirators, meaning that any of the people who were helping Epstein at this time were basically protected from their involvement in these crimes in this deal. Um, So they are not going to face any consequences based on that stuff either. Acosta agreed that the deal should also be kept secret from the victims, preventing them from showing up in court and trying to challenge it. Gross. Fucking furious. So... I want to highlight right now here some of the people who are in this inner circle who were the co-conspirators who won't be facing anything on those charges because of this deal. Um, And this is also information I got from Julie Brown's piece, which is called Perversion of Justice. You should go uh, read it if you want to like find out a lot about this case because it's really great and in-depth and everything. 
So basically, it's Sarah Kellen Vickers, who I mentioned earlier. He was basically his um, assistant who helped arrange all of these. She was like in charge of his massage schedule, basically. Um, So she set up hundreds of appointments with underage girls on a daily basis at the Palm Beach home. Like that was her job, basically. Um, So she received immunity. Then we have um, Jean-Luc Brunel, who is um, owner of a modeling agency called MC2. I'm not going to get into that because I think Melissa has some information about him. (laughs) But he basically was running this agency like Mm -hmm. as like a front to get young girl. I mean, yeah. So he's a piece of shit. Then we also have Alfredo Rodriguez, who was the former houseman. You got to love like you're so rich when you have a houseman, right? Uh, (laughs) What is a houseman? I have no idea. I'm imagining it's like a hotter butler. I I really don't know. It's like Alfred like, from like Batman. Bah- yeah, like Alfred. a butler. I don't know what a houseman is. It sounds weird. But he's he's basically the guy who stole the black book, like that had all Ooh, the context so of Jeffrey. Hero. Yeah. So he's kind of a hero, but kind of like it's like a gray area. Um, so he has all these things that had all the numbers of his high profile friends um, and possibly clients. Um, he did get arrested and sentenced, ironically, for stealing the book or trying to sell the book. Come on. Yeah. And he died in 2015. How? Bum, bum, bum. Murder? (laughs) Uh, Who knows? And then there's our favorite, Gislaine. That's how we're we're pronouncing it. We're going with Gislaine Maxwell. I'm going to get a little bit more into her. I'm just going to give you a brief little like rundown of her right now. Uh, She's the daughter of this British publishing magnate, Robert Maxwell, who actually looked up he like died in a really weird way. Yes. Yeah. He like fell off a boat and no one really knows if it was suicide, an accident, or murder. Like well, he was whatever. a bad guy. He was a really bad guy. And when he died, like he I guess he's kind of like a Rupert Murdoch. He had a major media whatever company mm-hmm. in Europe. Uh he um when he died, they found out that he had embezzled the pension fund. <laughs> so basically the company was like just nothing. Like he had taken every dollar from everybody. Uh, and I think the sons tried to save it, but it went uh, bankrupt eventually. So that's where she's coming from. So she's from this British publishing magnet family, um, and she is a long associate of Epstein. She was his former girlfriend. Um, but in these papers, she's basically you know, charged with being part of the sex trafficking operation that he's kind of whatever doing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. She's probably the most talked about of all of his accomplices. So there's like this, I was looking up some stories about her just to give you a flavor of what a piece of shit she is. Um, And then there was an article I found in Salon by someone who knew Epstein in the 80s named Jesse Kornbluth. And he tells these two stories that just kind of like show how they were two peas in a pod. He says that the night before he got married to his wife, Epstein called his wife and said to her, it's your last free night. Why didn't you come over and fuck me? Gross. (laughs) He says that was... That was in June of 1987, and this guy, Jesse's like, that was the day he became dead to me. Now, he kind of knew Ghislaine, too, because she was like in those same New York circles. And he said that he goes to a dinner party at um, Joan Rivers. <laughs> Sorry. Tight. This is like so, so nice. It's like so dated. Um, and she sees Ghislaine there um, because she's like friends with whatever. She comes up to him at this party uh, and says to him, if you lose 10 pounds, I'll fuck you. What <laughs> oh the my God. God. And he says in his piece, he's like, and that's when she became dead. <laughs> <laughs> I like this guy's like, yeah, it's very face. easy to cross him. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, who are these people? Like, how did they find each other? So, I mean... I think there's plausible deniability of what he was up to before his arrest. But at this point, the fact that people are still associating with him after he's basically convicted of a sex crime, like even though he doesn't really get punished properly, uh, it's crazy. So yeah, it's all yeah. In 2011, in the Daily Beast, um, the writer Alexandra Wolf she talks about like why she thinks this is, and she says that the conventional wisdom among his friends was that was that Epstein had been victimized by greedy, morally dubious um, teenage girls and their lawyers. So it's like they're basically saying it's like, oh, this is a rich person scam. Like they're trying to get money. Oh. None of this mm-hmm. is true. But it's like, come on, like they're pulling the like conniving Lolita gold digger right. trope. That's yeah. like. 
you fucking piece of shit. Who has the power in this situation? You dumbass. It's weird how many times they do that. It's like, well, show me the rich and famous woman who was like, <laughs> got that way. Exactly. From right now, like, right? There's, there's, there's not one. No. Like, there's nobody, not one. Nobody gets rich and famous from coming forward about a sexual right. assault. That's not so a thing that you, happens. You can't even find one. No. So it's, <laughs> it's like, it's an insane Literally thing. zero. And then still like in 2011, after all of this, he is like, hosting dinner parties or are having dinner parties hosted for him and like he had a um young Kippur, i'm sorry yom kippur buffet hosted by a publicist um so it's like something and like katie Couric is there george stephanopoulos like all these people with kids are still showing up to these things oh, for jeffrey Epstein. they also said woody allen but i wouldn't use him as an yeah. example <laughs> of people yeah, who care yeah. about their kids yeah <laughs> um so well they care a lot about their yeah. kids yeah. <laughs> too much so he I mean, now he's getting sued by, like, these victims in civil court at this point. And he is taking that line, like I said earlier, like, that all of the acts were alleged, that he thought all the girls were 18, and they were they were willing participants for money. Like, I just want to clear up, if you're not sure, that the effects of what happened with Jeffrey Epstein were devastating to these uh, girls. People are complaining about not being able to hear anything. Like, people say to them, like, all they can do is think about what happened to them. Words trigger them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, one woman said that she can't even hear the word pure because it was a word he would use toward, towards her. Oh. And, like, it's, it's so yeah. fucking gross. Um, some women obviously got addicted to drugs. One woman died of a heroin overdose. So these oh are people God. who did not become rich and famous. No. Like their lives were fucking yeah. ruined by this. At this time, like right after this or sometime after the, um, the uh, conviction or whatever, uh, he does get approached by this writer for New York Magazine called Philip Weiss. And he kind of is like approaching him like, hey, you want to tell your side of the story? Like this kind of thing. And Epstein... Uh, tells this story. I I, I mean, I'm just like, so this guy says to him, I hear like you're a secretive genius, uh, I'd say. And and he corrects him and says, not secretive, private. And if I was a genius, I wouldn't be sitting here. Uh, And then the reporter says, a guy with sex issues, a smile forms on Epstein's bow-shaped lips. I don't like that description. Uh, What do you mean by sex issues? Well, he was 54, had never married. I didn't finish. And Jeffrey Epstein says, are you channeling my mother? So I do need to know more about his relationship with yes. his mother. Like, and then he said um, that he was interested in what the agony of the ordeal was for uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And he kind of goes on to say Epstein talks about like his soul. He's like, it's the Icarus story. Someone who flies too close to the sun. And then he says, <laughs> Icarus says, did Icarus like massages? Oh my God. <laughs> like, this guy is like so clueless. Like, that's what I think is weird. Like, these people who are so delusional, they don't even understand. Like, they make jokes about something so serious happening to them. It makes me feel like they're guilty. Because, like, yeah. if you were really being accused of something you didn't do, I would be like not thinking it was funny at all. No, like, right. so in plain there was sight. nothing. Yeah. So, post conviction, like, there's things that kind of happen. I mentioned there's a ton of lawsuits. I was going to go into them, but there's literally so many that it was just going to take up too much time. But I mean, they're all online and they're in tons of stories, but there was numerous lawsuits that sue not only him, but sometimes Ghislaine is also involved in these civil suits. Um, he continues to basically make headlines through those because more and more things are coming out through those civil lawsuits. He also has like this incident where he has to go register as a sex offender in a Manhattan court in like 2011. Uh, he's like outraged that he wants to be a level one offender, which is the lowest level on the scale. Um, the judge is like, no, you're a fucking level three. (laughs) Like, uh, you know, is it one to three? I think three is the highest. Um, 
and and his case is basically there was only an indictment for one victim. That's why he thinks he should only be a level one. And it was prostitution, yeah. right? Not even. Yeah. And then the judge disagrees. And obviously he does get labeled a level three. And Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein uh, says, I don't know if it's to a newspaper. Oh, yeah, it's to the, to the New York Post. I'm not a sexual predator. I'm an offender. It's the difference between a murderer and a person who steals a bagel. No, it's not. Oh, my God. No, what? it's not. Don't bring bagel guys yeah. into this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, don't bagel bring bagels walls. into this at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, how do you make that? Leap. He's just so brazen. It's weird because yeah. I don't think I had ever heard things from his mouth before no. I started yeah, reading right? like quotes from him. Like he seems just fucking awful. So delusional. And then I would see all these things saying how charming he was, he was, and I was like, I haven't seen it in any of these things that I'm reading. No. Um, so his name resurfaces in the 2016 election uh, when a woman using the pseudonym Katie Johnson files a lawsuit against Trump, claiming he raped her at one of Epstein's parties when she was just 13 years old. Do you guys remember that? It basically got dropped like a month no, later. I remember that. Yeah. It was like, I think a lot of these accusations started coming out like after the Access Hollywood. Yeah. And then oh, that yeah, one yeah. was big and I think it got dropped like a month later for no one really Literally no one talks about it anymore. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so Trump obviously uh, calls Johnson's claims not only categorically false, but disgusting at the highest level and clearly framed to solicit media attention or perhaps simply politically uh, motivated. So he basically chalks it up political motivation. So Epstein uh, comes up again during Trump's uh, Trump Labor Secretary nominee Alexander Acosta's Senate confirmation hearing. It's crazy to me that that wasn't a bigger deal then. Like it did come up, but like people still voted for him. Uh, so he's confirmed in March of 2017. But it is in 2018 that Julie K. Brown's piece that I mentioned, Perversion of Justice, is released and the whole fucking thing really bust wide open at this point. Now, this piece really goes into depth about um, Alexander Acosta's deal. Like up until that point, no one really knew what that deal was because it had been uh, hidden, basically. Uh, and it also goes into a lot of the details of what, about what he was charged with, which no one really had evidence of, I think, at that point. So he finally faces justice in July of 2019 when he is arrested at a New Jersey airport upon his return from a trip to France. He's charged with sex trafficking and sex trafficking conspiracy in federal court in New York. So at this point now, he's facing like basically life in prison if he's convicted of these charges. And this indictment has new information as well. Uh, saying that he did know the underage, the girls were underage. Uh, they expressly told him their age. And he just, it talks about his conspiracy working with other people to kind of, I mean, that's why it's sort of a trafficking ring because he is working with all of these other people. So it kind of brings it next level. So the prosecutors are definitely looking to prosecute those people who um, helped him as well, which is definitely a great sign. And everyone's pretty happy about that. They're also kind of hoping it's possible that he'll turn on people to get a lighter sentence, like mm-hmm. possibly all of these like big names that we're talking about that he had been involved with. Um, after he's arrested and charged in July of 2019, Julie Brown tweets in response, the real heroes here were the courageous victims that faced their fears and told their stories. Um, I have this thing here and it says, petty alert. <laughs> Because I want to tell you this petty fucking thing that I saw. In April of 2019, Alan Dershowitz, who is Jeffrey Epstein's representation through a lot of this, goes to the uh, Pulitzer Prize Committee and tells them that they need to shut out Julie K. Brown's investigative reporting for the Epstein case. Stop. Yes. In an open letter. Like, fuck that open letter. So he, like, basically 
tells them not to be re- not to reward her for her work in this case, and she doesn't get rewarded. By the what? way, I oh swear my god, he Alan Dershowitz is just like fully committed to sucking. He sucks so hard. Like I, I, my dream is to move to Martha's Vineyard and shun him. <laughs> like yes. I want, like I'm mm. so jealous that those people got to shun him. I, I know. feel like I deserve that. He's such an ass. <laughs> so that's like so fucked up. Like I don't even. I can't deal with him. I hope he gets taken down. Um, anyway, also in July, um, Alexander Acosta announces that he's stepping down because people start being like, mm-hmm. "You need to fucking yeah. get out of here," and he does. Shout out to his daughters. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what about his daughters? Remember those two little daughters that look like the girls from The Shining? Oh, <laughs> those are his daughters. Yes. Oh my God, I forgot Wait, about are those that. Twins? God. Are those twins? No, they weren't twins. They're haunted souls. They're oh. twins. They look exactly they're like their daughters. His whole ghosts. family, I was like, I want to adopt you all and take you away from this horrible man oh, because it was the most tragic. The family looked yeah. so scary. Terrifying. They were sad. I mean, like, I do believe so they're sad. I like tweeted about how, like, they were little Victorian ghosts or whatever, yeah. his daughters. Because, like, I'm sorry, no. you look at the picture and they look haunted. Yes. Yeah. And then, like, someone, like, at replied me, they're like, don't bring his kids into this. Like, no, I have to because they're haunted. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> look at no, them. I, I'm worried <laughs> for their safety. Yeah, for 800 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, like, an insane photo. You should look it up. They both um, they, both have the exact same haircut, too, and they're different yeah, ages. Like look, the, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, like, I'm still obsessed with these girls. It's an amazing photo. It's very Diane Arbus. Like, yes. It's just uh-huh. crazy. And luckily, my all, most of my childhood photos were destroyed in a flood because my mom stored them in cardboard boxes in a shed. So I'm sure I'm sure I would have a lot of photos (laughs) where I looked haunted as well. I'm sorry. So I'm kind of grateful. (laughs) (laughs) I have a few haunted photos. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so obviously Trump has to speak out again because he's who he is. Um, Like everybody in Palm Beach knew him. I had a falling out with him a very long time ago. I don't think I have spoken with him for 15 years. I was not a fan a long time ago. I'd say maybe 15 years. I was not a fan of his. That I can tell you. I was not a fan of his. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is him speaking off the cuff. Like, yeah, because when someone says something that many times, it's definitely true. (laughs) That's my opinion. Um, So the new charges obviously, like, as happens a lot of time, lead to new charges. Like people start coming forward, you know, that happens. Uh, so there's a few new charges coming forward. One is a woman, well, now a woman, but when she was younger uh, in 2001, he basically picks her up uh, on the New York streets. She starts telling about her father who had died of AIDS. So he definitely is manipulating this girl who's like hurting. Um, and then she uh, says that in 2002, he raped her, uh, forci- mm. forcibly raped her. So, and that's her quote. Um, so one of uh, the infuriating things about this case is obviously how long this went on without yeah. something happening. Like, And just all just the like, enablers. I can't, I can't oh, get over. Because yeah. it's like, I remember hearing about these rumors for like a really long time. And I'm not even in the New York social scene. Like, it's just crazy that well, nothing happened. Well, it's kind happened. of just been in the public consciousness. Like, I think we were talking about this yesterday, Desi, about how, like, oh, Jeffrey Epstein, when you hear Jeffrey Epstein, you think pedophile billionaire guy. Like, even if you know nothing else about him. And I right. never knew anything about this guy except, oh, that's that guy that's, like, a pedophile billionaire and, like, no one does anything about it. Well, it was also kind of, like, it seemed like urban legend almost. Like, yeah, like, it seemed, like, so crazy that this existed and that there was a pedophile island. Like, oh, that can't be true. That seems so conspiracy. Right, we'll right. talk about it more in our conspiracy episode. Okay. So after his arrest, like, they're going through his apartment. 
or his uh, townhouse, whatever, and they're finding like you know child porn, basically, uh, and all this kind of creepy shit. Um, his team asks that he be allowed to return to his mansion on house arrest while he awaits tr- awaits trial. But obviously, the judge is like, "No, yeah, to destroy all the evidence, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, or you, you actually away. have a Lolita yeah. Express. I'm not dumb. Like, <laughs> you have a private island. You're like flight risk 101. Okay. Then on July 23rd, Epstein is found semi conscious in his cell in a fetal position with marks on his neck. Um, according to this report I read from WNBC TV. Two sources told the network that he, sorry, he might have uh, tried to hang himself while a third cautioned that the injuries were not serious and questioned if Epstein might be using it as a way to get a transfer. I was thinking autoerotic. Well, yeah, there's there's other uh, sources saying that he was uh, possibly assaulted um, by a fellow inmate. Um, I think at the time his um, roommate or cellmate was a former police officer called Nicholas Tartaglioni. It sounds, it sounds, well, it sounds like a pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that it wasn't true that his client didn't assault Epstein. So who knows? So Epstein is placed on suicide watch. On Friday, August 9th, a federal p- appeals court unseals nearly 2,000 pages of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to laugh every time I say her name. I'm sorry. Uh, the documents include things like about the flight records showing that President Trump had flown on Epstein's private jet in 1997 from Palm Beach to Newark, New Jersey. Other documents uh, are related to his accuser, Virginia um, Jeffrey. Is that how you say her name? Sorry. I think so. Um, And she's one of the main accusers, and she has one of the main civil uh, trials going on. She accuses, um, or she uh, says that she had sex with George Mitchell, who is a a former Senate Majority Leader, as well as New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, like a lot of other prominent people. uh, She says that she had sex with when she was a minor. So that was a pretty big news story. Like, yeah. do you guys remember it was like crazy? And like Prince Andrew, like all these people. Oh, what a creep. Prince, yeah. Prince Andrew licked her, he, or she, Prince Andrew licked her toes. Yeah, oh, that's in there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this document was like, I think some of the first names we were really hearing being accused of these kind of things uh-huh. other than Epstein. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the toes thing. I forgot about that. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like the toes. I, it's like enough. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, this, this was like a pretty blockbuster release that day. And then the next day, Saturday, August 10th, 2019, at approximately 6.30 a.m., Jeffrey Epstein is found unresponsive in his cell in the special housing unit from an apparent suicide at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York. So life-saving measures are initiated with him immediately by the responding staff, uh, they request an EMS, um, and then life-saving efforts are continued there. He's transported to a local hospital where he is pronounced dead by the hospital staff, um, and obviously the FBI is immediately investigating the incident. I mean, all of that's in quotes. <laughs> like, sure they are. Do you guys... I woke up really early that morning, and it was like... <laughs> Did you I have, saw, like, something woke you up? You're like, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah no, it was like, what? <laughs> I shot up in bed with my eyes wide open and immediately opened Twitter. No, I happened to just, like, look at my phone. It was, like, 7 a.m. I don't normally wake up that early, and I was like, because oh, it was the same picture they used when he attempted, like, a yeah, week before, yeah, yeah. and I was like, is that... Wait, did he die? Like, it was an insane morning, and I remember thinking, because Rachel wasn't up, 
like for hours, like for some reason oh, you won't blow up my yeah. spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it was Lazy one of those moments. Usual. It's kind of like when you texted me about Ted Cruz is looking at porn, and I was driving, and I was like, "God damn it!" I can't. <laughs> it's like really hard when you miss a news story, like when yeah. it breaks for some reason. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, like fuck it!" Like yeah. so fast. And it's just I, like you were up like before seven that day. Yeah, and then I slept in. I like w- I like open my eyes at ten a.m. and I just like that was the first thing I saw on Twitter. I was like, oh god, today's gonna be like insane. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy day. I mean, obviously, p- things started flying everywhere. Stories, rumors. We're gonna get it into the next episode. But one thing I saw that I hadn't seen before was this CBS news story where someone said guards heard were heard attempting to revive him, saying, "Breathe, Epstein, breathe." <laughs> Because I was kind of like, I would try, but I wouldn't try that hard. Like, I wouldn't cheer him on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they do that. That sounds like an episode of ER. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They don't say their name when. (laughs) It was such a weird quote, but I had never seen. Were they like, "Don't die on me, man"? God damn it! I was like, yeah. So whatever. I mean, obviously, we're going to do a deep dive into these death conspiracies next episode. Don't die on me, Uh, (laughs) man. Like it's a war movie or something. It was so. That day was so weird because it's like they had to put up all these suicide like you know numbers for Epstein it's like so stupid it was kind of like yeah I get it but it's like no one is really like thinking it's not like a depression thing you know like yeah but it was just kind of this weird thing where they still had to go through these motions who was doing that Twitter like if you went to Epstein and like trending topics at the bottom it was like if you or someone you know is yeah. considering suicide yeah. and you're just kind of like eh, like can we not well, yeah, right. <laughs> like, you do I don't know it was just like weird um, you should have put up the number for rain instead yeah, yeah. exactly I mean exactly. come on um, if you're considering molesting or raping a woman <laughs> yeah, don't he's just trying to fucking self in or, or look at this what Jeffrey Epstein did I don't know um, so obviously this means, though, that he will never be tried in court. So all of his accusers won't really get justice that way. Yeah, but hopefully sucks. they will get it if they try to prosecute um, some of his accomplices. Um, and they are still kind of... They did gather a lot of evidence from his mansion, which uh, hopefully has yielded evidence that will help prosecute these people. Now, Virginia Geoffrey... Sorry, I should have figured out how to say her name... She is facing a defamation lawsuit by Alan Dershowitz, who is suing her for badmouthing him, I guess. Oh, come on. He's such an ass. ass. He is. And he said that she's lying and has called her a, quote, prostitute and a, quote, bad mother. So he's uh, awful. So Lisa Bloom, who represents a lot of the victims, she says that they're basically going to continue to press civil cases against his estate. So that's good. Um, And now scrutiny has really uh, turned over to Ghislaine uh, the ex-girlfriend and longtime uh, suspected accomplice. Now I'm just going to end this on a few stories I found about Jiz Lane because they're really fucking <laughs> weird and it shows what a fucking absolute monster is she is and yes. that she also deserves to go down really hard for this. So as I said before, that that was his former girlfriend, I guess maybe when she was much younger because this is from the early 90s and now I think she's like in her late 50s. So she's like his ex-girlfriend. Other girlfriends he gets after her are always like, who is this fucking Ghislaine? <laughs> Can you even imagine an ex-girlfriend? She just hangs like, around forever. Yeah, who is yeah. um, And he has to like answer questions about her, like who she is. Oh, we're just good friends, da 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 But a lot of people speculate she really wants to maintain this position she's gotten from dating Jeffrey Epstein for some reason. Uh, someone 
who was close to both of them, says, Ghislaine floated in and out of the house with keys, and even though Jeffrey told me they didn't have a sexual relationship, she'd drop under her breath that she was sleeping in his bed from time to time. Oh, that's an ex-girlfriend who said that. So she would drop under her breath, we're still sleeping together. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like trying we're to make her jealous. Yeah, we're still sleeping in the same bed, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? Another woman in that same like social circle says she used to joke about keeping herself real thin. Ghislaine used to joke about keeping herself real thin because Epstein liked thin girls. And then she no, would go, he likes young <laughs> like little girls, who girls. girls who hadn't developed. Yeah, emaciated like, girls. Um, so, and she would say, and she's at least half Jewish. Her father is Jewish. She would say, this is her actual quote that she would say, I do it the way Nazis did it with the <gasps> Jews, the Auschwitz diet. I just don't eat. That that was her joke. Oh, stop God. it. I'm like so upset on so many levels That's right like, now. Yeah. So this is who we're dealing with here. This is She's a horrible a person. Oh, my God. So she also got her helicopter's license so she could transport people to the, like fly back and forth to the island, but cool. basically probably bring in girls, right? I hope her fucking fries were cold. I know. Now. Oh. Look, if she had to eat in and out fries, it's true. They're not in and out fries are bad. <laughs> They're terrible. Um, so she, um, you know, she also claimed that the island had been wired for video. That uh, they people speculate that her and Epstein were videotaping everyone who came in and out as an insurance policy, like blackmail. Um, a source close to Ghislaine said that she spoke. Um, about getting girls to sexually service Epstein, saying this was simply what he wanted and describing uh, the way she'd drive around to spas and trailer parks in Florida to recruit them. She would claim that she had a phone job for them. And then this is a quote, and you'll make lots of money, meet everyone, and it'll change your life. The source also continued to say that Ghislaine was in love with Jeffrey the way she was in love with her father. She always thought of if she just did one more thing for him to please him, he would marry her. Maxwell had one other thing to tell this woman. Uh, When I asked what the thought of the underage girls, when I asked what she thought of the underage underage girls, she looked at me and said, they're nothing, these girls. They are trash. So this is like a horrible person. I don't care if she's eating fucking In-N-Out Burger. So basically, yeah, she was found to be living with this like tech millionaire in Manchester by the sea. And then, like five days later, she's at In and Out Burger, and where was it? Universal City, like yeah. Yeah. eating In and Out Burger, like taking so picture, weird. like had let someone take a picture of her. First of all, kudos to the person who recognized her. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know if I would recognize her. Because she doesn't really have a distinct look no, that I would have been like, basic. "That's Ghislaine Maxwell." Like, right? So he recognized her and took this picture that kind of went viral on Twitter. Um. So yeah. That's all I got. What book was she reading again? She was reading some sort of weird book. Yeah. Too. Oh, it was about like sex slavery, right? No, that's what they bought on Amazon, but she oh, was right. reading oh. a book about CEOs. I was like, that's ballsy. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? It was like... Some, I need to learn yeah. about it because I actually know nothing about it. Like, it was like a, a weird Yeah, roast. like, oh, we, I don't know. I just either. remember her order from In-N-Out. Wait, did you see the thread speculating from Nick? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like I was like I was like so glad he did that important journalism. Yeah, he was speculating because he's like the green cup the green milk cup is milkshakes. milkshakes, the blue cup yeah. is water, the red cup is soda. This is what she got. Yeah. Um did you guys there was one other article I saw in the cut about all the weird stuff that was in his mansion? Did you guys see? I mean, we saw the Bill Clinton uh, oil oh, painting, which is yeah. an insane yeah. uh, thing to have. But he had other weird things like a doll chandelier, which what? sounds no, really I creepy. Yeah, I don't know if there was pictures, but I saw this like cut list and it had like a list of all the weird things doll in his apartment. Yeah, and it was like more weird art. And then he had like a room with like the wall of fame, like little paintings of people he knew, like 
cool people or whatever. That fucked underage girls. I guess, oh. yeah. So it was like all these weird, like, I want to see that an stuff. eyeball hallway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an eyeball the cut hallway. bringing us the journalism we need to see, like, yeah. for sure. That's the stuff I want to hear about. Absolutely. That's so creepy. She was reading The Book of Honor, The Secret Lives and Deaths of CIA Operatives. Ooh. Honestly, like you're having lunch at In and Out. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Like she's like someone who wants you to think she's, she's smart. Trolling. Yeah, she's like, yeah. like I'm reading. <laughs> like read your phone, bitch. Yeah, yeah. She's trolling. but inside it's like a Sweet Valley High. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. God. I mean, just awful. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about the story. I think no, I didn't. It's either. weird. There's really just didn't. so many details. Holy shit, it's it was exhausting. Hard. It was hard to go through and figure out like yeah. what. But yeah, so loaded. And there's so much online, so you should definitely look into it more. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to hear part two of our Epstein deep dive, we're going to be talking about all the conspiracies related to Jeffrey Epstein on the Web Crawlers podcast. So head over to Web Crawlers anywhere you find podcasts. I think yes. we could put a link. In our, we will uh, put a yeah, link in our... We'll put a link. Yeah. So yeah, definitely head over and hear us talk about the conspiracy. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for having okay. us, guys. Yeah. 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 Thank, Thank you. We're excited to be on your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.